There are some things that I don't understand. Some things I can't come to grip with. Sometimes I just look out in the world and think, why? Why me, God? Why this situation? Why them, Lord? Why this tribulation? down on my luck for a while. I mean, I don't even have an ace in the deck. Just empty hands with no patience that's left. I'm lost in the desert, no oasis. I guess I'm hung out to dry. Lips chapped, feet hurt in this weather. I thirst and I march on, hoping to find an answer. Just an inkling of faith in this world full of cancer would be a refreshing drip of water on the tip of my tongue. The fresh, cool breeze of Jehovah's lungs is exactly what I need. But that feels so far away. I mean, God, are you really with me? Do you really care? When I cry in distress, are you really there? Your word says yes, but sometimes I doubt it. But clearly my own path needs rerouting. Because every time I walk my own way, I get lost. And even though I'm lost in the desert, I now realize He created it. He knows where the water is. He made the sun. His creation is marvelous and He is in control even when I fail. He is faithful even when I fall. He is what I need even when I doubt. He is fresh water in the midst of the drought. He is God and He is King. He is Lord and gives life to all things. He gives and takes away and sometimes I just need to trust that He knows exactly what He is doing. When I am asleep, He is moving. When I fall, He is choosing to pick me back up with outstretched arms. Nothing that anyone does can separate me from His love because He is faithful. He is Have you ever feel like if you're that your life is in the desert? Have you ever feel like you're in the wilderness? How does it feel like? Today I want to take the time to learn some lessons from the wilderness. And uh, we're going to be in uh, we're going to be in our Bibles in Exodus chapter 15, 16, 17, Exodus 14, and some of the verses in Deuteronomy. All of us go through difficult times. That is a reality. All of us go through difficult times. We all face uncertainty. We all face disappointment, grief, loss. One way or another, we face trials. Tribulations is part of life. And those things can come in a different, uh, you know, different forms. And it, it might be through relationship difficulties. 
It might be through financial hardship, stressful work environments. It might be a physical sickness or some kind of suffering. It might be an emotional, mental thing. But at some point or one time or another, we all go through it. We all go through the wilderness in our own lives. And it could also come through seasons of, of spiritual difficulty where, where we experience something like spiritual dryness or draw or even feelings of desolation and despair. We all go through that. A lot of us won't ever say anything about it. A lot of us will always try to show that we're stronger than that. A lot of us won't even admit that we go through those difficult times. And, and, and no one is immune to this. No, no one is exempt from this. All of us face trials. And, and in Christianity, these seasons of, of trials and tribulations have often been called the time in the wilderness. It's the wilderness experience. When Christians talk about going through the wilderness, we often are referring to those kind of seasons in our lives where we are going through difficult times. We feel like we are in the desert. We feel like we are a, a challenged by trials and tribulations at every hand in our lives. So this morning we're going to go talk, we're going to talk about what it means to walk in faith. What does it mean to walk in faith in the wilderness experience? A wilderness season in our lives. Have you ever had one of those? Have you ever been through one of those? As a matter of fact, sometimes when you're going through one of those, it just gets worse and worse and worse. And it feels like one thing is piling up over another and over another and over another. And it's like, Lord, when am I going to get out of this desert? When am I going to get out of this wilderness? We, we ask ourselves. And a lot of times, God will not take you out of the wilderness until God knows that you have learned the lessons He wants you to learn. There are many different seasons in our lives. And they all come with a purpose. So when you are in the wilderness, there is a purpose for you to be in the wilderness. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1, we... Very often we use this verse to teach about that there's different, that there, there's time for different things in life. But I want you to see it this morning. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1. It says, to everything there is a season. A time for every purpose under heaven. In other words, there is a season for everything. There is seasons in your life. There are seasons in your life, and there every season in your life has a single purpose. God brings different seasons to our lives to teach us something important in our lives. So, so this basically is telling us that there are seasons in our lives, and here is the important thing, uh, if possible, write this down. Every season in your life has a purpose. Every single season in your life has a purpose. The question is not that if the season has a purpose, but is the season that you are living in your life, are you able to identify that season so you know how to live and how to act during the time that you are going through that season? Now, it is extremely important to know the purpose of the season that we are in or to discern the seasons we're in. It is important to discern. 
What season in my life am I going through? It can be a disaster if we don't understand the season we're living in. I remember many years ago, maybe 12 years ago, I tried to play soccer the way I used to play when I was 15, 20 years old. And I remember I was already 42 years old. And I remember trying to do things that a 15-year-old can do, but not, I couldn't do it. So I miss reading that, see, that my season was up. So I was with a, a lot of back pain for about a week. I had to be taking pain medication for a, lot, for a long time. Because I didn't know how to read that it, this is not my season anymore. So when we don't know how to read the seasons in our lives, it can be a disaster. Look at the weather. Just as the weather experiences, uh, you know, different seasons, so do the seasons of our spiritual lives. Do you know how to identify the season you're going through right now? What works in one season will not work in another season. What works for the summer doesn't work for the winter. Have you ever seen the stores, what they do? They change everything, right? Months before the next season comes, they already change everything so they can prepare for that. So sometimes I just wonder, why is it that we as Christians a lot of times don't prepare for the seasons that we're living in our lives? A lot of times we take it for granted. that You know, we just leave, just whatever comes, comes. And we don't identify the season that we're living in. We don't identify the purpose as why God is allowing us to go through different seasons in our lives. Understanding what a spiritual season you're in is essential for the growth of your faith and your relationship with God. It is essential for your growth in faith and your relationship with God. That's why in Ecclesiastes 3.1 it says, To everything there is a season, and every season has a specific purpose. So w- when you're going through different spiritual seasons in your life, each season, even the one you're living right now, there is a purpose behind that. A lot of times we just don't take the time to identify those seasons. And let me give you just, you know, there, there are some spiritual seasons in life. For example, there is the dry season. Have you ever feel dry as a believer? Have you ever feel the spiritual dry? Oh, I have felt that many times. Oh, no, but you're a pastor. No, we all as human beings go through those things. Where we don't feel, you know, when we're emotionally, we're emotionally champions, we're conquering the world for Christ. We're doing so many great things, and oh, let's do it, and we're going to do it, and we're going to do this, we're going to do that, and we're going to conquer, and we're going to... And then all of a sudden, something happens, and and you feel like you're dry. So there is a spiritual spiritual season of dry season. There there is a spiritual season of the the waiting season. The, The waiting season is the worst season for a lot of people. Because there are times when we pray to the Lord and we want the Lord to say yes to every single prayer we do, right? And if He doesn't say yes, at least we wish He would say no. But when He says no, this is time for you to wait. And there's a season of waiting and waiting is, it can be, it can be devastating for a lot of people. There is a season of grinding, the grinding season. When you are busy all the time. 
You don't have enough time to do everything in life. There is a season for spiritual warfare. Have you ever been there? Where you feel that you're in a spiritual warfare. That everything, the devil keeps attacking you, attacking you over and over and over. And there, there is a season of, there is a happy season too. We all wish we would be in the happy season all the time, right? Yeah, that way we don't have to, we don't have to go through hard times. We don't have to deal with, with, with all the stuff, all the junk that sometimes we have to deal with. We would love to be stuck in the happy season, but that is not reality. And there is a season of the tests and trials. There is a season that we go through of the wilderness. Have you ever been there? How does it feel to be in the wilderness? How does it feel? Now, it is extremely important to know the purpose of the seasons that we're in or to discern the seasons we're in so we will know what to do and how to behave. If you don't know the season you're in, you won't know how to, what to do and how to behave. As a matter of fact, in, in 1 Chronicles, in 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32, um, it, it talks about the sons of Ishkar. The sons of Ishkar, who had understandings of the time, these guys were leading some of the people of Israel, some of the men of Israel. And they had to understand the times. To be victorious, they had to understand the times to know what Israel ought to do. So these guys needed to understand, and they did. They understood the times to know what to do. And a lot of times, the reason we don't know what to do, depending on the season of life we're going through, it's because we don't understand the season. Understanding the spiritual season you're in, it's essential for the growth of your faith and your relationship with God. How can I understand my season? How can I understand the season that I'm going through when I'm going through the wilderness? That the season in the wilderness are those times in your life when you feel hopeless. I don't know if you've been there, but I've been there many times. Have you ever feel depressed? Have you ever feel like you have no answer for what's to come? Have you ever feel that season of uncertainty? You don't know. Today you know what's happening at the moment you're living in, but you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. The season in the wilderness is that season when you don't feel God is near, but He is. It doesn't mean He's not there. You just don't feel it. Because you're going through that season of the wilderness. Maybe your emotional states, stage, a lot of times that blinds you and you don't see God. But that doesn't mean He's not there. Let's understand from God's perspective the season, uh, you know, the seasons of the wilderness in our lives from what some of the experience the people of Israel went through in their wilderness as soon as they left Egypt. They began experiencing these seasons in the wilderness. You remember, they, they, were in, they were in slavery for so long. They got so used to that. They got so used to living as slaves. They were so used to being mistreated the way they were mistreated. That when God finally, he, 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 he lets them out, He frees them. 
they, they were, they, they were, there were moments in their desert experience that they would rather go back to their bad experiences as slaves to the, up from the Egyptians than to be free. Because a lot of times people get so used to being mistreated. Because one of the things that you go through when you go through the, through the wilderness uh, experience, through the wilderness season in your life, a lot of times when bad things have happened to you before, you rather go back to what you know, even if it was bad, than to be and to move forward to what God has for you. And so the season of the wilderness, one of the things that we need to understand, and, and, and we can see that if we read the whole chapter all the way from chapter 14 through chapter 17 and, 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 and on, we need to understand that the season in the wilderness, the times in the wilderness should be expected. We should expect times in the wilderness. You know, understanding the spiritual season you're in is essential. So we need to understand that the spiritual, the times of the wilderness in my life will come. I remember a few years ago, I went through about three years non-stop feeling in that, in that season in life. I remember feeling depressed, constantly depressed, constantly depressed, constantly dealing with that. And I tell you something. I still feel that way once in a while. Once in a while, He comes back to me. And sometimes I just ask the Lord, Lord, what's going on? Why do I feel the way I feel? But then I know and I understand that there are reasons why God allows me to go through this. Because a lot of times, if God doesn't allow me to go through this, I will trust too much in myself and not in Him. We need to learn to trust God, and God wants us to trust Him. And He allows us to go through this season of the wilderness, and a lot of times we think we're smarter than God, and we think we're better than God, and we think we know better, that we don't want to listen to what He's really teaching us during the times of the wilderness. So let me, let me tell you something really quick, because we're going to go to the next. But from the time God freed them, he freed the people of Israel from Egypt to the promised land. During that whole time, in between, they were living the wilderness experience. From the time they were free from sin and from slavery, to the time of the promised land, they experienced the wilderness so the wilderness is something to be expected. The interesting thing is that a lot of times people don't, we, a lot of times we don't learn. We don't learn. And you know what? When we don't learn, instead of trusting in God, instead of praising God, instead of being thankful because He's going ahead of us in the wilderness... He is guiding us. He is showing us the way. Instead of being thankful, a lot of times when we're in the season of the wilderness, we tend to whine and complain and nag, just like the people of Israel did. Have you ever been next to a person that was always looking at the negative stuff? Always nagging? Always whining? 
sounding like little kids. Like, come on, grow up. There are seasons of the wilderness that you're going to go through this. And so, from the time God frees us from sin, and we come to the knowledge of Christ, till we get to heaven, I have news for you. What's in between? The wilderness. So we are going to go through times of wilderness. We are going to go through seasons of wilderness sometimes. We are going to go through those seasons where we experience, you know, when we feel lonely. When we feel abandoned. We are going to go through those moments that are tough moments in our lives. But it's important for us to understand what is the purpose of the wilderness. That's why I was saying before, you need to understand the season you're living in to understand the purpose of the season. So what is the purpose of the wilderness? God took them to the wilderness with the purpose. Look at this. If God was, because some people might say, if God was a good God, why would He tell me to go into the wilderness? Well, because He has a purpose. Look at the purpose. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Verse 1 and 2, watch this. This is 40 years. So, first, he takes them out of Egypt. For many other different reasons, he kept them in the desert because they, they, they did not learn the wilderness lesson. And, and, and be aware, if you don't learn the wilderness lesson, God will keep you in the wilderness until you learn. But here is the purpose. Let's put the verse on it. And you should remember that the Lord your God led you all the way. Notice this. God is telling the people of Israel, I have been with you even if you don't think, even if you don't feel me, even if you don't see me. I have been with you the whole time. And He says, don't forget, remember, that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness. They were stuck for 40 years because they did not learn the lessons. So, I've been with you for 40 years in the wilderness for two reasons. So, when God puts you in the wilderness, know that there is a purpose behind the wilderness. He says the first reason was to do what? Can you read it with me? To humble you. Do you think some of us need to be humble? Do you think some of us might be too arrogant, too prideful? Hmm. I don't hear a lot of amens, right? But if you tell me you're not arrogant or prideful, that's because you're arrogant or prideful. Because we don't want to accept that. We see the negative on other people, but we don't see it in ourselves. And a lot of times, God is going to put you through the wilderness to humble you. What do you need to be humble of? Not just to humble you, He said. I let you for 40 years in the desert... To also test you. I want, I want to humble you. 
I want to test you. What, 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 why does God want to test you for? He says, I want to test you to know what's in your heart. Not for God to know what's in your heart. But for you to know what's in your heart. Because a lot of times we think, oh, only I know what's in my heart. No, you don't. The Bible says the heart is deceitful. A lot of times your own heart lights to you and you think you're right. And you think you're right because you're prideful. And so God allows the wilderness time so He can humble you and He can test you. And so you can know what's in your heart, whether you would keep His commandments or not. So God was constantly testing the people of Israel. They tested Him many times. But He was also testing them to see if they finally learned the lessons. When is God going to let you out of the desert? When is God going to let you out of your wilderness? When you learn the lesson. My friends... God will not get tired of doing what He needs to do to teach us a lesson. So in verse 3, He says, so, humble, uh, so, so He humble you. We don't have verse 3 on the screen, but if you have your Bibles, you can go to verse 3. So He humble you, allow you to hunger. No, notice this. I want you to pay attention. If you don't have it in your Bible, you have it in your outline. But He says, so He humble you, Allow you to hunger and feed you with manna which you did not know. Notice one thing. When He takes you to the desert, to the wilderness experience, He wants to do two things, we said from from these verses. He wants to humble you. He wants to test you. And to humble you and to test you, He says in verse 3, He allow you to go hunger. In other words, God took away from them what they depended on. What things has God taken away from you to humble you? Because He does that. He takes away certain things that we depend on. He takes away things, He takes away things, or He takes away people. So we don't depend on that or on those people, but that we depend on God. So many times we ask God, why did you take this away from me? Or why did you take this person away? Maybe God just wants to teach you that you need to depend on Him, not on other people, not on other things. So He says right here, they they didn't even know what they were getting to eat. And on top of that, remember God said, you know, whatever falls, you pick it up, you use it for that day only. Why do you think God said, if you put away too much and leave it for the next day, it's going to go bad. And it says that it stank really bad. Because they were putting it away, because that means they were thinking about tomorrow before tomorrow happened. They were not trusting in God. 
And in the time of the wilderness, in the season of wilderness in our lives, we need to learn to trust in God. The God has control over every situation, and He has control over our lives. And that He wants the best for us. He wanted the best for the people of Israel. They just didn't want to accept that. They knew it. Did they accept it? Not really. So he took away what they, what they knew. What they depended on to humble them. Now does God need to humble you? What is God going to have to take away? What are those things that we are stuck on? Is it finances? Is it people around us? What is God going to take away in the wilderness? But, but it, it says right here that it wasn't just to humble them, but it was to test them. God tested them with water, remember? Verse, at chapter 15, He tested them with the water. Bitter water to sweet water. and He tested them with the manna right here. And in Exodus 16, 4... Exodus chapter 16, verse 4, it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people should go out and gather a certain quota every day that I might test them. I want to test them to see if through the wilderness they are going to trust in me. The only people who don't trust God in the wilderness season is people who are prideful and arrogant. But God wants to test you to see how much you trust in God. And this word, the the, the understanding of the word test, to test. Let's understand that it means to prove or to put to the test. It is to put someone to the test so as to see what's in them. So God wants you to see what's in you. To see what's in you, to a certain, uh, you know, way of, or quality of life. What kind of, what, what kind of person are you? Are you a, what kind of, what's the quality of a, a person you are? It can also carry the idea of training or even disciplining somebody. So God a lot of times takes you to the desert to test you, to train you. For what he wants for you in your life. The word can be used for both positive and negative ways. When the Lord here is testing his people in Israel. It's actually with a positive intention. As the Lord is seeking to develop his people. And to test their faith. And to prove the reality of their faith. So they will know what their faith was like. We can see this from. From the, the reference that we were looking at in Deuteronomy chapter two, chapter eight, verse two, and all the way in verse five, you should remember what one of the other things God didn't. What God wanted the people to understand is to I, I want you to remember when you have been in the wilderness. Remember, never forget, never forget what was your experience like in the wilderness. Always remember the experience in the wilderness. Learning to trust God in the wilderness is important. It's essential. 
God just wanted the people of Israel to trust in Him. That's why He kept on testing them. So we can trust in Him. To trust is to have faith. To trust is to have faith. And without faith is what? It's impossible to please God. To trust is to have faith. And without faith it is impossible to please God. So why did God give us the Old Testament? Why is God giving us all these examples of what happened to these people? Why is God giving us the example of their time in the wilderness? He gave us the example of their time in the wilderness so we can learn how to do things in our own wilderness, what to expect from God in our own wilderness. How do I know that? 1 Corinthians 10, 10, 11 says that. That these things in the Old Testament were written so we can learn them, so we can learn from their example and It's a warning to us. This is what they did. Don't do that. Because those things had consequences. This is what they should have done. This is what you should do when you go to your own time of the wilderness. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, it says, And don't grumble as some of them did. What do we do for the most part when we're going through our wilderness? When we're going through our wilderness, we tend to grumble a lot. We tend to whine. And what happened to them? They were destroyed by the angel of death. Because instead of learning the lessons, they grumble, they whine, they nag. These things happened to them as example for us. Whoa, everything that happened to them is an example for us. They were written down to warn us. It's a warning. So in Exodus 14... When this whole travel to the promised land began, this is what happened. The Lord spoke to Moses, it says in Exodus 14 verse 1. The the Lord spoke to Moses, uh, the people of Israel, remember the people of Israel has just left Egypt. They were running away from Egypt. And this is what happened. The Lord says to Moses, speak to the children of Israel that they turn and camp before Pi-Hihirot, between Migdol and the sea, opposite Baal-Sephon, you should camp before it by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are bewildered by the land. The wilderness has closed them in. So if you just read the text like that, you're like, what is that saying? So let me tell you really quick what it's saying. Show you, let me show you the map. This is what God is saying. They were coming from that side. They were coming from that side, from Egypt. Pharaoh is following them. If you see the green line there, that is the route the Israelites took. You see they went up there and there was a dead end. God allowed them to get all the way to the top. Because God wanted them to see that there was no way out of the wilderness. There was no way out. And so as they go up there... They had to return. And that's why God says, tell them to turn, to turn, uh, 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 tell the children of Israel that they turn and camp. They, they have to turn. They have to come back. So they went back and he tells them they need to go between Migdol, Phihihirod, and Balsephon. You see, that's the watchtower of Migdol. That's Phihirod. And that is Baal Sephon. So he puts him right there 
where you see the Red Sea camp, he puts them right there. So when he puts them right there, the people of Israel, the only thing they can do is, they saw before them, it was the sea, the Red Sea. They saw to this side, it was, you know, it was one of the openings in the canal. They see back, they see the Pharaoh and the chariots following them. They see to the left, they see a bunch of mountains. They see to the other side, there is no way out. What kind of God does this? That's what they were saying. And they were complaining. So let me tell you, why did God do this? At this point, they have nothing. I don't know if you ever felt that way. When I've gotten eight surgeries, probably going on a ninth surgery soon. But every time I get put in a bed for another surgery, I have to trust in the Lord. When, when, when the uh, anesthesiologist comes over and he puts the anesthesia on me, what, what do you do? What can they do to you? You're just like, there's nothing I can do. You're in their hands, right? So can you imagine when they were at that point? So, okay, Moses, wait a minute. You took us out of Egypt. Now we're looking forward. There's just water. We're looking there. The fair is coming. We're looking there. It's a dead end. And we're looking behind us and there's mountains. A lot of times in our desert experience, God wants us to know that we have nothing to depend on. That we have nothing to trust but the hand of the Lord. God wants us to trust in Him so bad. That's all He wanted the people of Israel to learn. Trust in me. Honor me because you trust in me. What are the things that you're depending on? Who are the people you depend on? You know, Abraham went through the same thing before he became the father of the faith. God had told them, you know, go and I will, I will take you to the land that I, that, I, that, I, that I will give you a land. And I will give you descendants. And he said, but you got to leave your father and your mother. you got to leave your parents. And he took his dad with him. And Abraham wandered for a little bit of a while. Actually, he, he, he came to a point of, the, to the middle of the road. Between the promise to where he was coming from. He got to the, to the, to the, to the middle until his father died. Then he moved forward to where God was leading him to. It's interesting. A lot of times God just wants us to understand that in the wilderness, we either depend on God or we depend on God. Either or. You have two choices. You depend on God or you depend on God or you depend on God. Three choices, right? Sometimes God brings you to the point where there is no way how. And how do we respond? How do you respond? 
The Lord says, well, I brought you here for a reason. There is a purpose, right? Because there is a purpose for every season. Understand the season in the wilderness has a purpose. God brings you to the point where you look right, left, back, forward, and there is no answer. Sometimes you're praying and there is no answer. And God's just like, you know, just wait. Sometimes God takes away all your resources. So we can trust Him. So what are the other things we learn? In the wilderness, many times God will make you face your biggest fear. Your biggest fear. How do we get better in our emotional, mental, spiritual life? A lot of times God wants you to face your biggest obstacles. You know, who, you know what they had in front of them? They had a whole Red Sea. God wanted them to face them. To face that. Why? So they can trust that God was going to open that, that. He was going to open a way so they can get across. What is yours? Is it fear? Is it loneliness? And loneliness is a big deal. Not many people talk about it. But loneliness is a big deal nowadays. In your journey, in the desert, through the wilderness, here's another lesson. There were people who supported Moses and they were with him. But there were people who always find something to complain and whine about. In your own wilderness, you always find people like that. Don't be surprised. Remember, this was given to us so we can learn from it. In your wilderness, there will be people who will say, Don't worry about it. God is with you. Let's, you know, we'll be here to encourage one another. and We'll move forward. But there will also be people like, Why did you bring us out? And why did we do this? And why did we do that? And na 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 na. Man, he gets old. And those people were always whining and nagging. And God said, "Oh, okay, you keep on doing that. Let me keep you in the desert." God doesn't have a problem with that. It's us who want to get out of the desert. So. Another lesson we need to learn from the wilderness is that in your wilderness, you cannot stay still. If you stay still, you got to keep on moving. Well, I'm going through a hard time. I don't know what to do. You got to keep on moving. You will be depressed if you don't move forward. You will be depressed. You will be confused. You will, be, you will have uncertainty. Just keep on moving forward knowing that God is leading the way. If you feel depressed at all and you get stuck, it's going to get bad. I advise you, for the love of God, move forward. You know how many times I go back to this feelings of depression? People might be like, how is he our pastor? I'm a person. 
I'm a human being who have been through a lot. And there are moments that I remember certain things in my life. I would have to have amnesia so I wouldn't remember those things. I don't. I remember them clear. And when you're going through those things, when you're going through those tough times, remember Elijah? Don't you know that Elijah was depressed? He wanted to kill himself? Huh? The prophet? How dare? You're not the exception. You're not the exception. What do you do when you're going through this time of the wilderness? You know, a week ago, I received a letter. Remember during my series on Philemon, I told you about my sister when I was a little kid and I hit my sister in the face by accident and I didn't want to ask for forgiveness until later? Well, my sister is the one who died in July last year. So I just received a letter last week and it said, From your sister who loves you very much. I know it was not from my sister. But just reading that hit me like a bullet. Just reading that it was from my sister and I open it and I see her picture. Man, he hit me like a bullet. I'm like, man, I wish somebody would be here to smack me or something. Just wake up. And that put me in a really bad place in that moment. Because then I start thinking about my sister. I begin thinking about my dad. And, and, and man, it was not a good thing. But what do I do? Oh, I'm sorry, I can't preach today. I'm sorry, I'm not going to come and clean tomorrow or, or, or yesterday. I'm sorry, I'm not going to teach the Bible study on Friday. No, you move forward. You keep on moving. Because if you stop moving, it's going to get worse. Then you're going to start just thinking about these things and you're going to create a bigger problem in your heart and in your brain and your mind. You're going to create a bigger thing in your thoughts. You might just, Lord, wouldn't it be nice to be up there with you? Hey, you, you it, it's tough. So you, that's why God, God could have just let them sit there and wait for 40 years. No, He kept on taking them around and around and around and around. Move forward. Can't get stuck. Sometimes people ask me, why do you work so much? Because working keeps me out of trouble. Keeps my mind busy. It gives me something to do so I'm not thinking about all this negative stuff that the enemy wants to put in my head so that I don't praise God for the good things He's done in me. People who have nothing to do, people who have so much free time, wake up. Because that's why you're thinking so much junk sometimes. That's why your depression gets worse. No, in the desert, God kept on moving them forward. And God was leading the way. As a matter of fact, Exodus fourteen nineteen it says, And the angel of God who went before the camp of Israel moved 
and went behind them. He was there. Hey, come on. Let's move. Let's move. The presence of the Lord will be there. The presence of the Lord will be there to guide us. Light in the darkness. He opens the way where there's no way. God will take you to the wilderness for the purpose that He desires. But your response in the desert will be decisive factor. Listen to me. Your response in your wilderness will be a decisive factor of whether God takes you out of the wilderness or leaves you in the wilderness longer. And in the wilderness, when you pray, God will show up. He always did with the people of Israel. You know, it should have been an 11-day journey. That's what some of scholars say. It should, be in, it should have been an 11-day journey, and it was 40 years. Because they did not learn the lesson. You know, you know have you ever experienced a vicious cycle? Where you go and you repeat the same patterns... And you repeat the same patterns. And you repeat the same patterns. And you're like, huh. Didn't I just... Huh. Didn't I... Mm. Sometimes, let me tell you, sometimes that happens. Because we don't know how to act in the wilderness. Because we don't know how to read the seasons. To, to finish this morning... The wilderness is a scary, it's a scary place. It's also lonely. It's also very lonely. Especially when you don't know who to trust. You have to learn to trust God. There is a reason why God will take you to the wilderness. Because He will teach you things that He will not teach you outside of the wilderness. And in the wilderness, you need to remember, everything will be alright. Everything will be fine. Father, we thank You so much this day. Father, we are... Thankful, not for the wilderness, but during the wilderness. Lord, we, uh, we all go through these things. We all struggle in different ways, different levels. But Lord, you have given us your word. And in your word, it's very specific word that it says that this was given to us so we can learn, so we can be warned how to live, how to behave. Lord, I pray for my time in the wilderness. And I pray for the wilderness of every person in this place. You have taken 
You're taking a lot of times away, a lot of things away from us. So we can keep on trusting you. Help us, Father. Help us. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.